Welcome to the Hillside. I am your host, Tina Kampala, inviting you one more time to join me up here on the hillside of life, where the view is breathtaking and the air is fresh. As always, I want to thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this podcast and all of the other previous podcasts. I do really pray from the bottom of my heart that they're blessing you and they're helping you to grow on this your Christian journey. So as is my custom, allow me to welcome you uh, to start us off with the book of Ecclesiastes chapter number three and verse number one. And it says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. On this, the third episode, I will be taking you through the topic, seeing the unseen, seeing the unseen. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 17 and 18 say, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. In our Christian pilgrimage, it is well, for the most part, to look forward. Forward lies the crown, and onward is the goal. Whether it's for hope, for joy, for consolation, or for the inspiring of our love, the future must, after all, be the grand object of the eye of faith. Looking into the future, the Christian sees sin cast out, the body of sin and death destroyed, the soul made perfect and fit to be a partaker of the eternal glory. Looking further yet, the believer's enlightened eye can see death's river past. He sees himself. Enter within the pearly gates, hailed as more than conqueror crowned by the hand of Christ, embraced in the arms of Jesus, glorified with him and made to sit together with him on his throne. Contemplation of my glorious future may well relieve the darkness of the past and the gloom of the present. The joys of heaven will surely compensate for the sorrows of earth. Hush, hush my fears. Death is but a narrow stream and you shall soon have forded it. Death how brief, immortality how endless, time how short, eternity how long. The road is so, so short, I shall soon be there. In the future there is reserved for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have loved his appearing. Second Timothy 4 verse 8 If our minds are fixed upon the things that are eternal and not on the things of earth, we shall grasp the hand of infinite power and what can make us sad. We need not be left a prey to Satan's power. The children of God should not permit Satan to place himself between them and their God. If you permit him to do this, he will tell you that your troubles are the most grievous. The sorest troubles that any mortal ever bore. He will place his magnifying glasses before your eyes and present everything to you in an exaggerated form to overwhelm you with discouragement. Take the word of God as the man of your counsel and humble your doubting soul before God and with contrition of heart say, Here I lay my burden down. I cannot bear it. It is too heavy for me. I lay down at the feet of my compassionate Redeemer. 
when Satan tempts you, breathe not a word of doubt or darkness. You may have your choice as to who shall rule your heart and control your mind. If you choose to open the door to the suggestions of the evil one, your mind will be filled with distrust and rebellious questioning. You may talk out your feelings, but every doubt you utter is a seed that will germinate and bear fruit in another's life, and it will be impossible to counteract the influence of your words. You may be able to recover from your season of temptation and from the snare of Satan, but others that have been swayed by your influence may not be able to escape from the unbelievable, from the unbelief you have suggested. How important it is that we speak to those around us only those things which will give spiritual strength and enlightenment. Let us seek to lift souls to Jesus, whom having not seen, we may love and be filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Trace the inspired record from the days of Noah to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and see what it will prove to you. Has he said anything and has he not done it? Has he promised and has he ever failed to keep his word? Has he threatened and has he not carried out the threatening? Look through the biographies of all who have trusted in him. Has he deceived any one of them? Has it ever been shown that it is a foolish thing to believe God? Was there ever a man who only trusted in the unseen Jehovah and who by so doing was made a fool of? Find him out if you can. In the Bible or anywhere else, the man who believed in God and afterwards came back saying that he has believed a fiction or that if God existed at all, he has broken his promise and deluded the man who relied upon it. No, there is no such case and there never shall be. The whole role of the past confirms the faithfulness of God. I dare you that I dare you to take a step of faith and begin to see the unseen. Only when you lay hold of the promises of God by faith total belief that that which you cannot see is, only then will you begin to experience the true life as Christ designed it for you. So go on, ask God to open your eyes that just like the servant of Elisha, you may see the unseen. Thank you and God bless you. <music>